When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Evan Roberts. All right, here's an emergency. Rico Brunia being recorded live from the WFAN studios. Obviously, we as Met fans got the news about Kodai Senga. And here's the reality, okay? On a scale from 1 to 10, with 1 being no big deal, nothing to worry about, everything's okay, and 10 being the freaking earth is about to explode. When we recorded the previous Rico, before we got the update from David Stearns, Pete said he was out of two. I was kind of in that range. I would say right now I'm a 6.5. And what I mean by that is let's get this out of the way. It sucks being a Met fan. Let's just get that out of the way. It sucks that we can't have a spring training that's peaceful. It sucks that every single freaking year, whether it's late February or it's early March or it's mid-March or it's late March or it's on opening day itself, we have to deal with some kind of kick in the balls. It sucks. So we can woe is me all we want. It's true. It absolutely blows that the ace of the team, the guy we trust the most, the guy that is top five in terms of importance to this team having success in 2024, it absolutely blows that right out of the gate we're dealing with some kind of injury. So let's just get that out of the way. Let's have our health check. This stinks. What was me? Why are we Met fans? Blah, 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 blah. We all feel that way upon hearing the news. But here's why it's a 6.5, and here's why it's not a 10. A 10 would be he's done for the season. A nine would be, we'll see in four months. An eight would be, we'll see in three months. Where it gets down to a six is that they have still allowed us hope. We don't know. We don't know. Now, we can assume because we're Met fans, but we don't know how severe this is. We don't. Him not being ready for the start of the season It's not a shock because, as I've pointed out, when you're a starting pitcher and it's spring training and your schedule's off by a week, you're not going to be ready for the start of the season. Like, this isn't a position player. You're a position player. You get hurt, and all of a sudden you're back on March 25th. You could be ready for opening day. You could be. It's on the table. But when you're a starting pitcher and your schedule is pushed back by even just a week or two, you're not ready for opening day. So a couple of things. Once we get the woe is me, we're fucked out of our system. Not being ready for opening day, while it's not fun and you lose the symbolism of having your ace pitch on the first day of the season, which the Mets never seem to have if you look at the last few years. I mean, my God, the track record of our best pitcher actually pitching. It doesn't really happen. We had Tyler McGill a few years ago, remember? So that part stinks, but if he's soreness or fatigue goes away in, let's say, a week or two, because that's how David Stearns framed it. He framed it as, once the symptoms subside, he can then restart spring training. Then while he may not be ready for opening day, he may be ready for April 15th. He may be ready for April 10th. Now, I'm also not naive. I'm not telling you he's going to be ready for April 10th. I'm not telling you he's going to be ready for April 15th. Clearly, as Met fans, we are conditioned to believe he won't pitch at all this season, or he won't pitch till July this season. 
And I get why that's in our brain. I get it, and I feel it. But we were not put out of our misery with that David Stearns report. When David Stearns sat in the dugout on a beautiful Thursday morning down in Florida, he didn't give us the ultimate bad news. He gave us, uh, it's not great. It's not the end of the world. We don't know. And that's the truth. We don't know. Because as soon as the injury was announced, I did what a lot of people did, right? I looked at what the hell does that injury mean? Like, what does it mean? You know, what is the moderate strain of a right posterior capsule mean? And so here's the scary part, because I want to be real with everybody. When I Googled it and I looked for other injuries that were similar, because to me, that's a real sign of, well, what does this mean? If someone else had this exact same injury a year ago and they missed five months, I'd say, oh, crap, five months. If they missed six weeks, I'd say, oh, six weeks. This is a rare injury, and that's what's scary. Now, I'm no medical expert, but most shoulder strains don't occur in the posterior capsule. And the only thing that felt similar in terms of injury, and this is not good what I'm about to say, was Kyle Wright last year with Atlanta, who had shoulder issues dating back to January. It pushed back his spring training. He actually started the year on the IL, but ended up pitching by like early to mid-April, so it wasn't too far down the road. And he really, really struggled over the five or six starts he made in April. And then it turned into a tear of his shoulder. He missed the rest of the season, and now he's out this season. That is the nightmare scenario, that this could turn into something worse, which is why... If you're the Mets, you got to be careful. You have to be careful because it's February, but you also have to be careful because you cannot have this turn into something that not only affects this season, but affects next season. So what was scary when I was looking for, okay, can I find other moderate strains of a posterior capsule? They're just not that common. And because they're not that common, there just isn't a long track record of guys who have suffered from this injury. Is that good news? No, it's not good news. I think what sucks is that as we sit here right now together in the middle of February, licking our own wounds for why we selected to pick the New York Mets as our favorite team, there is major, major uncertainty around Kodai Senga. It's possible he's pitching in the middle of April. It's possible he's not. It's possible we see him June 1st. It's possible we don't see him for a very long time. And that is deeply, deeply concerning because no matter how positive I want to be about this season, how good I want to feel about this season, one of the keys was Kodai Senga because he's the one guy in this rotation, and I know it's only one year in the major leagues, but that one year in the major leagues matters, especially when you had a track record in Japan. He is the one certainty for now and the future. Like Jose Quintana, despite his injury last year, I think is one of those guys that when you look at his track record, you can feel pretty good about him going out there and making 30 starts and being solid, middle-of-the-rotation arm, which the Mets desperately need. They need reliability more than anything else, more than even an ace. They need reliability. And Quintana has that track record, and I'll give him that. But he's also a free agent at the end of the year. Kodai Senga is the one guy who's not just this year, but next year. So you have to protect him like he's a freaking diamond. But for the Mets to be successful, and I laid this out on our last Rico Bronya. Maybe you didn't listen to it because this news came out so soon after. But I talked about why I'm optimistic about the season. And here's why, as upset and frustrated 
and scared as I am about this injury. Here's why I can't flip-flop on it. My optimism wasn't based on a rotation being very good. It was based on a lineup that I think has a chance to be a lot better than people realize and a bullpen that has a chance to be a lot better than people realize. But what it needed was a rotation that was average. Kodai Senga being hurt hurts the possibility of it being average. I'll be the first to tell you that. But never did I think in my wildest dreams the rotation would somehow turn into the strength of this team. But the problem is you have to replace Kodai Senga. Now let's get into that real quick. The first reaction we all have is Jordan Montgomery, Jordan Montgomery, Jordan Montgomery. Most of us don't say Blake Snell because we understand he's overrated and we also understand it wouldn't make any sense to give up the picks that are attached to signing him. I would assign Jordan Montgomery last week. I would assign Jordan Montgomery last night. I would assign Jordan Montgomery three months ago because Jordan Montgomery, A, not only makes your rotation better now, he makes your rotation better for the future. I project Jordan Montgomery to continue to get better as he approaches his mid-30s. I think that's a good long-term play, and I'd have no problem giving Jordan Montgomery a five-year deal. I'll be perfectly honest with you. Five years, $130 million, I would make that deal. That's me. I'd make that deal. I'd make that deal because it makes the bets better now. It makes the Mets better in the future. With that said, there's no way in hell that the Mets pivot on Jordan Montgomery because of this injury. Because if they don't believe he's worth $30 million a year, if they don't want to give him five years, if they disagree with my assessment, then an injury that could be short-term or it could be a couple of months isn't going to change that long-term view. Now, as far as what David Stern said, David Stern said this isn't going to impact us acquiring an arm. Here's why you've got to ignore that. Doesn't mean the Mets are going to get an arm, but ignore what he says. How stupid would it be for David Stearns to publicly announce to the world, yep, we need a pitcher. Yes, Scott Boris, I got the word desperate on my face. Please call me up. Makes no sense. So whether the Mets are going to pivot and pursue a pitcher or not, you would never admit it. So for any Met fan upset that David Stearns didn't publicly say, yes, please get me a starter, I'm desperate, why would he do that? It'd be dumb. So I don't draw that many conclusions from that. But let me start with Montgomery again. I don't think, and again, I disagree with them. Like I'm telling you right now, and I've said it all offseason, I like Jordan Montgomery. I think he makes the Mets better now and in the future, and he also gives you a second certainty for the rotation next year by signing him. Now, all of a sudden, going into the offseason, an offseason where Pete Alonso is a free agent, an offseason where you may pursue Juan Soto, you don't have to add three starting pitchers or four starting pitchers. Maybe you add one less because you've added one this season. You don't have to add every starting pitcher next season. But there's no way in the world the Mets pivot on their previous opinion of Jordan Montgomery based on an injury. Here's where they could pivot. Here's where they could pivot. There are a handful, it's not a huge number, but a handful of kind of Adrian Hauser-like back-of-the-rotation arms that you can get cheap right now. Adding one of those guys and throwing him into the competition with Joey Lucchese and Tyler McGill and Jose Budo, because I don't think the younger guys like Hamill and Vassal and Scott are really factors, at least now, coming out of spring training. But adding one of those guys to the mix, I got no problem with that. In fact, I don't mind that. You talk about depth, well, guess what? The depth just took a hit. Because whoever was going to be that swing guy coming out of spring training ain't a swing guy. He's in the rotation. 
And he may be in the rotation for a decent amount of time. We'll see. So, who are the guys I speak of? Jake Odorizzi. (laughs) Michael Lorenzen. Those guys are out there. Trevor Bauer. Those guys are out there. We can re-argue the Trevor Bauer thing. We understand why the Mets are not going to touch him. Mike Clevenger out there. See, Clevenger and Odorizzi and Lorenzen are all very similar. They're all very similar in terms of age, early to mid-30s, and they're all very similar in terms of what they are. And what they are is back-of-the-rotation arms. Those moves aren't going to excite many Met fans, but you know what it does? It gives you more depth. Because guess what happened with this Kodai Senga injury? You not only lost your depth, you also lost your margin for error because what if someone else goes down? It's only February. You know, like, what are we going to assume? Luis Severino's been a walking injury his entire career. He's going to get through spring training and be fine. All of a sudden, he goes down, and now you're going into your depth twofold. I think it's important for the Mets to add a veteran arm because you need to protect yourself in case you lose even more depth. And you know what? It doesn't hurt to have more depth, even if everybody stays healthy. And the other reason why I think it's important, hear me out on this. Right now, we have dealt with a very unique offseason. A unique offseason where there's still arms out there. Top-of-the-line arms like Blake Snell, Jordan Montgomery. The the back-of-the-line arms like I just mentioned. That won't be forever. There's going to be a day, and we ain't that far away from it, where there aren't going to be free agents on the street that you can just simply pick up and add to your roster. That's going to go away. When the Mets have injuries in April... And early May, you know what we say on Sports Talk Radio? You know what we say on Rico Bronia when people are like, you got to go add somebody. We always say, you can't. There's no one available. Guys don't get traded for the most part in April, May, and June. You got to wait till July. You got to survive until July. We are living in a world right now, very unique, in which free agency isn't over. So if you have an injury in spring training, which the Orioles are dealing with, which the Mets are dealing with, and spoiler alert, more teams are going to deal with it, Before this season is over, before this spring is over, you have an opportunity right now to actually add guys because there are guys out there. All right. That's my instant reaction recorded soon after the David Stearns news. And uh, we'll give you another Rico Bronia a little bit later on. I just wanted to give you that honest reaction. We talk about it on Evan and Tiki throughout the show today. Obviously, we've gotten a lot of emails. We'll go through some of those and some of the voicemails at a later time. But we appreciate you listening and downloading and subscribing to this instant reaction. Kodai Sanga's Hurt, Life as a Met Fan Sucks edition of Rico Bronia. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Rico Bronia podcast. It's amazing, isn't it? Make sure you download it now to keep it on you at all times.